0: Only
1: redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value.
0: I want to have people over when it can look like the Martha Stewart catalog. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood.
1: My husband will invite people over
0: and open a bag of Tostitos and hand it to them.
1: Yeah!
0: With Margaret Apples
1: and Amy Wilson.
0: Like if someone's butt is waving in the air and like weird things are playing for my Sonos. All my friends are like, yeah, this seems pretty much par for the course.
1: A podcast
0: that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I'm the hostess with the most say Amy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood podcast. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And this week, we're talking about having people over. If you must. <laughs> having people over if you must. Why would someone do that? I'm actually, this is timely for me, Amy, because I am having like 14 people over on Friday night. This is the first time I've had people over in a really long time. What's the uh,
1: occasion? Book club.
0: Book but, club, yeah. As always happens with book club, book club starts with like wine and cheese, right? And the first rule of book club, do not ever talk about the book. Like, we just sit around and, you know, gab. Right. And then someone's finally like, did you like the book? Oh, yeah, I like the scene. And then everyone goes home. But then, this has happened in every book club I've ever been a part of, someone raises the game and makes dinner. Mm -hmm. And then it's a dinner party. You know, now I've got to figure out how to make dinner for 15 people. What are you thinking? Like, hot potty kind of thing? What did you say? A hot potty. (laughs) That sounds so (laughs) disgusting. Wait a minute. I I I don't know what that even means. Can I withdraw that? Oh, my God. I'm never coming to book club at your house. (laughs) Crock potty. This is what I'm thinking. I make a delicious appetizer that's burrata on, like, little toasty things. Like, I just cut up bread thin, toast it, and then put, like, burrata and honey and cracked pepper. Delish. Yum. And then... This is what I'm thinking. couple good apps and then I make a really nice pumpkin soup that I could serve in like little mugs that people could drink instead of having to use spoons. Because the other thing is I don't have a table that fits enough people. So it's got to be kind of handheld friendly. They kind of grab and go. Okay. And then just get some pizzas, fancy pizzas taken.
1: Is this co-ed, this book club or is no. it-
0: so yeah, I feel like lonely. women
1: women want like a little Nosh, a little white wine, a little right, they're not gonna want a side of beef.
0: Well, and that gets into like silverware and stuff. It's gotta be it's gotta be low maintenance food because I don't I don't have the serving ware to serve
1: that many people. Oh, God. And I do. I mean, I have most of it. I, I got married. My 20th anniversary is this year, my 20th wedding anniversary.
0: Oldilocks locks alert. Oldie
1: locks alert. Back in my day. I have meat forks, and I have soup tureens, <laughs> and I have, like, I registered for the full, full coterie of stuff I've never used. I, I would probably I have-, have, like... I have hardly have like a pumpkin soup specific tool. Let me look, and I'll let you know. You can. Borrow. Yeah,
0: I actually do have a pumpkin terrine. That's the only thing that I have that's that crazy. But I, it's like a pumpkin, and you lift the lid, and it, you can put soup inside. It's a little specific. It's it is specific, but then I better make some pumpkin soup. I guess. Right. I mean, I have got a lot of stuff for the wedding, and I have, I have sit down stuff to serve like eight to twelve. But I'm talking about fifteen people. Yeah, and also I don't want people eating off of fine china. You gotta wash it's not it that and- kind of event. It's got to be like a little loosey-goosey, but still you've got to feed 15 people. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's pizza. It's pizza. It's little pizzas, like little ones. I'm going to get like, I'm not making them. I'm going to get like, yeah, like the pizza place. I'm going to do apps and snackies, little nuts, little apps, tapas. And then I'm going to get the pizza guys to bring fancy pizzas.
1: Here is my question. It gets complicated when you have kids, right? Because this is a book club party. Uh, It's not a kid party. And yet your
0: kids, how do you stop them from eating all the pizzas before everybody gets there? Oh, my kids are like locked out, like, like (laughs) locked out. They are not allowed anywhere (laughs) Like double glass. I mean, first of all, my kids are not going to be interested in pumpkin soup, bruschetta, and fancy pizza. Like, they would open those pizzas and be like, what is this horror show? I just Mm -hmm. want a piece of pizza. So Friday night. My husband will take them out for, you know, McDonald's or whatever, something, you know, ridiculous. And then they will come home and probably watch a movie in my bedroom. Our house layout is kind of annoying. Like, it's like there's no basement, so it's it's hard to like keep the children away from us, but we will secure them in a secure location and they will not be allowed to escape. Like, and that is something I will advocate for. I have said it before on the podcast and I will say it again because it is a cause of my lifetime. Children and dogs, people, you should assume a very small interest by other people in your children and dogs. Yep. So when I come over to your house and you're like, Oh my god, my dog loves you and wants to sit on your lap and like lick your face. I'm not very happy. And if I come over and it's like an adult dinner party type invite, and it turns into like talking to six year olds for several hours, I'm going to grumble about that.
1: Yeah, it's allowed. Like we we had some friends over a couple years ago, and my kids put together a uh, magic show and came in and did a Mm. magic show for us, and it was fine because it was like I'm talking you know very brief set, five minute five minutes you
0: don't even know what's running through my head when you're describing this to and me. then
1: about and it was also after dinner like after dinner drinks are being served everybody was feeling and great the toasty the and relaxed.
0: Magic show. <laughs> how long did this magic show go on oh oh tight we're talking a tight set we're talking like tight. five how minutes tight? five minutes whoa I'm just saying that that's a hostage situation. You know what I mean. Like you have to be sensitive. I'm sure your magic show was wonderful and winning, and everyone enjoyed it greatly. And and you were smart to keep it short. But you've just got to be aware overall that, I mean, if it's your grandparents, it's one thing. They, they're very into your kids. But I'm pretty on the side of when people come over, if they're like, "Oh, where are the kids? I'd love to see them." Great, but just assume that they don't really. I so I have a memory of my parents hosting.
1: This is, you know, the back in my day, back in my day, my parents used to have a like rotating sort of dinner club thing with four other couples that they're still friends with to this day. And they call themselves the gourmet club. I do this. I remember, you know, vividly sitting at the top of the stairs because apparently I would, that's where I was supposed to be during gourmet club. I remember being allowed, like you were allowed to greet the gourmet club and I was probably allowed to pass the asparagus wrapped in ham or whatever, Correct. right? And I had to go upstairs and remain. And I used to sit at the top of the stairs and listen to my parents and their friends who were like, you know, 32, right? <laughs> and, I was, and I was a sentient being because they had me when they were young. And I remember their laughter getting like louder and louder and louder and just thinking like what, I don't understand why what he just said was that funny, but boy, like these grownups were really enjoying each other's company. And I kind of wanted to be a part of it, but it was more like an anthropological interest for me as a child. Like, what are they laughing about?
0: Well, we did exactly the same thing. My parents would have exactly the same thing. We were basically raised in the same family. Like I remember it must've been like my dad's, a dad's birthday party. And We were exactly allowed to like pass the hors d'oeuvres around for a little while. And then we were shooed away and we literally had like that kind of banister where you could fit your legs and like our legs were dangling down and we were listening, but we were not allowed to be present during the party. It's so long farewell that I'm realizing. Oh, I've, I, I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like every time I watch that scene in the movie, I'm like, those guests must be so annoyed. Like, how are they not just like, please open the buffet and let these children stop singing? I get that they're vid traps and they're talented. But like the assumption that your children are charming and entertaining to your guests. Should be avoided at all costs, people.
1: Or your dog. I mean, you're right. We, or like, your
0: dog or your cat or I your have turtle.
1: A, we have an issue. We have an issue with, with Marshmallow, and she's nine oh, Marshy. Pounds. She jumps up. Now, she's nine pounds, so she, when she jumps, she's going to be, like, as high as your knee. But she's And she really just is so desperate for you to love her, but, like, it's annoying. We're working on it no. with, with a trainer. No, it's too much love. Anybody who wants to know what you do so your dog doesn't jump up on you, like, come, come find us on Instagram or Facebook because I'll tell you.
0: I'm working on it. So, yeah, I mean, I am the person who does not like animals as we've established and it's like a reverse. It's like they can sense somehow. I, they, they, they flock to me like everywhere I go. And it's like, I really do not like the sensation of like a dog jumping up and sitting on my lap. And oh, it, yeah. it's, it's so awkward. Like, I'm like, I don't want your dog touching me cats. I feel like cats were like,
1: this one hates me and is also allergic. Let me just go like snuggle yeah, around its neck. Th- yeah,
0: that's how I am. <laughs> yeah, they, they they flocked. I'm like Snow White, like bluebirds land on my head. And, I, I, and it's like, I, I don't like animals. It's bizarre. Let's get to some statistics, shall we? Oh, Amy, why not? Because, um, okay, so
1: you remember your parents having people over. I remember my parents having people over and we both registered for soup tureens and stuff we don't use. So is there less entertaining at home than there used to be? According to The New York Times, yes.
0: That makes a lot of sense to me. I'm not surprised by that at
1: all. 13% of Americans say that they never host people at home. But this surprised me. 13%. 13% yeah. say they never do. I mean, I, I, if there was a seldom, I'd check that. Yeah, I mean, everybody has to do it sometimes, you right? You check Maybe seldom. Not. I
0: would check, I think I would check frequently.
1: Yeah, I would check frequently. So 50% of Americans say they host people in their home at least once a month. That part shocked me. So half of Americans have people over at least once a month. Is that you? Oh, Yeah. Are you including say, like kids in that? Are you including no, like there's a play date after school? Okay, who No, but who, I
0: also have a huge family, so I tend to host Sunday dinner and we almost always have guests for that. Wow. Every Saturday we host a neighborhood group that comes and stays at our at our house. So I host a lot. I'm the hostess with the most to say me. I like to host. I'm
1: a seldom and and definitely
0: in New York City. You know, it's
1: like people's apartments are you don't have a basement. You don't have well, like, yeah, the you way you live
0: this, like, is really different. Like right. you would you would have to make an appointment to go to your house. Like I'm at a house where it's like, oh, you know, my dad gave up his house, moved to an apartment, my aunt's in an apartment. And so it's like, oh, well, people come to my house because we especially in summer, we have a deck like, you know, we, we just tend to be and we're central. We got a driveway. People can park, you know. Oh, right. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So, you're,
1: so so parties at your house. I, I really want to do this. The reason I wanted to do this topic is that I set this up as one of my goals for 2019 because I really want to sort of invest in and cultivate my friendships. And I think you do that by hosting people in your home, by having people over. And it's not that I have never done it. It's just that I like, uh, it's one of these things I like having done more than I like getting ready to do. Like, I'm not one of these people who's going to hum while I set the table and, you know, go on Pinterest to look at place cards like that. I I find it stressful. And I would suggest. Okay, what would you suggest?
0: Well, I would suggest one of the reasons why it's hard for you is because of your, like, perfectionist gene like you're going to be like, I want to have people over when it can look like the middle spread of the Martha Stewart catalog. I don't want to just like have people over and like throw pizzas in their face. I think, yes, a part
1: of the I'm not like a Pinteresty host, like to the nth degree, but I am often entertained by not often. I mean, sometimes I go over to other people's houses for dinner. I think I'm thinking of one couple in particular that entertains all the time. Their house is so fun. You love going over there. And they really do do an amazing job, right? And so then that makes me both want to do it and make me feel even more daunted by it
0: because if that's the bar, then it's too high. Okay. This is something I'm really good at and I have advice for you and I'm going to give it to you after the break.
1: Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers.
0: having people over. I love it. Yeah. You have advice. And I have some baby steps for you. First of all, the gourmet club that your parents, we do that. And it's really fun. Dinner club is a great way to like break the seal on this. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. So we found, we have a couple friend, they live in Manhattan and we live in Westchester and We were trying to get together, and it's just like it always seems really daunting to try to get together, and so we were kind of not ever getting together, and one of the members of that couple really likes to cook, and I don't cook a lot, but when I cook, I like to cook, and so I said, let's start a quarterly dinner club. I cook one quarter, you cook the next, and we come to each other's house once a quarter, and we're done. And then we even found doing it quarterly was a lot. Like we would miss some and it it was just hard to get together four times a year. It was too daunting. So then my sister and her husband are excellent, excellent cooks. And so we were chatting one day and I said, you should join our dinner club. And then we made it one third so that everyone cooks once a, a third of the year. And you host, so you host one dinner party a year, and you go to two dinner parties, and it's so much fun, and it's really easy. It's a great little entry way to do this without being like I have to suddenly become Martha Stewart. So it's a sort of pyramid scheme for dinner parties. You're, you're it's cooking. a pyramid scheme, like you get two amazing dinner parties. And our rule for dinner club is like you have to cook the best meal of your year. So like I spend a lot of time during the year whenever I see like some really fancy recipe. And I'm like, oh, I might want to try making that like demi-glaze thingy. I'm like, that's my dinner club. You know, I only cook one meal a year. and But you have to cook something really, really, really nice. And so it's so much fun. You go to two beautiful dinner parties and you host one. And then you hang out with like really good friends. And they're the kind of friends where like if you burn everything and it turns out disgusting, you order a pizza and everyone laughs. No one cares. You know, I had two couples
1: over for dinner once and I was making this chicken dish. This is a rookie mistake I made. You know, don't, don't cook something for a dinner party that you haven't cooked before. I don't cook that much. So I was, you know, like this recipe looks good. I'm going to make this and I'm going to have people over. And I was so far behind schedule that one of my friends who attended the Cornell like graduate school for hotel administration, like she's a Mm. professional event planner. She's like, okay, give me this. Uh She had to take over because the chicken dish that I thought would take 30 minutes took like an hour and 30 minutes for reasons that I can't really explain. And she just had to take over. And I was very glad that I had a guest who is a professional event planner who was able to just take over my dinner for me. But that's also stressful to have people who are that good at it. You know what I mean? Like, and it was all fine. And everybody laughed me just opened another bottle of wine, but I don't know. I guess I'm supposed to learn from that, that it doesn't really matter even if it messes up. I hosted a bunch of families like, for sets of parents and their kids and the parents were having, like, I went to Whole Foods and just got, like, a spread of, like, you know, turkey breast and salads and stuff, and the kids were going to have pizzas, and the pizzas never came, and the kids were hungry, and they were eating the food that was for the grown-ups, and, like, I'm still here, so it was fine. you traumatized, Amy. you traumatized. Yeah, but it doesn't make me, like, oh, ha, ha that was so much fun. It wasn't so much fun. It was pretty stressful while it was happening, and, like, nobody
0: hates me now, but it wouldn't be, like, boy, they sure know how to throw a party. <laughs> so- well, this is a big thing about, like, I remember kind of growing up associating like people coming over with being like stressful, like we have to clean the house and oh, it's so much stress. And I have tried, I realized how much I was replicating that when I was first entertaining. And entertaining was basically just me like yelling at my husband, like, pick up that. Yeah, we got, to get your socks. Like, and I realized like I don't love that. And so I would rather scale back the expectations for what people get. I don't want to be known as like the Martha Stewart of the neighborhood, but I do want to have people over all the time. And so sometimes people come over and my house is kind of messy. And I'm like, sorry, guys, I have people over every Saturday because the kids play in a little band together. And sometimes people come over and it's quite messy. And I'm like, sorry, it's messy, guys. But I'd rather not cancel and have you guys over. And like, you know, there's not like cat vomit on the floor. It's not disgusting, but it's kind of messy. You know, like like the playroom's not picked up. I find it's like finding the right balance for you between like there's a lot of there's a lot of motherhood that's like this in general which is like we feel internally that our job as moms is to make everyone think that we're the best at it and that we don't ever struggle with it. Like It's like the mask of motherhood that you're like, ah, another great day for me and my wonderful children. Look at me on Facebook. Everyone's so happy. And entertaining tends to take this on too. It's like, you're coming into my house to judge who I am as a person. And if you can let go of that a little bit and being like, you're coming into my house so that our kids can play music together while we hang out and have a beer. And hey, you know what? There's a whole thing of Legos spilled on the floor that I didn't get around to picking up. Like, You have to be willing to like let that mask go a little bit of like you're coming in. It's very intimate, like having people into your home and they're kind of inspecting you and being like, oh, how do you live?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, you it is. It is a vulnerable thing to open up your home. That's
0: the word I'm looking for. Right. You're not you're not imagining
1: that that feeling it is. But you can let go of the like my husband will invite people over and sometimes not give me, you know, a lot of advance notice. And he will just like open a bag of Tostitos and hand it to them he will, you know, he will. Right. And you're like, ah, no. he'll bring out like the half already used hummus out of the refrigerator, like with the plastic top on it and just kind of like half feel peel back the plastic and like hand it to them and think right. like, because like, he did the not deal? get the
0: programming. That's like everything you've ever been is a failure. If you hand someone half eaten hummus, right. like, Hey, guess what? It's not. Yeah. 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 And so, so I do have to lower my expectations.
1: Somewhat. There's a website called The Simple Dollar, and it was talking about having people over. Because I was trying to do a little research on, like, why do people like doing this? And I think it's just some people do. Some people are like, I love having entertaining, and why doesn't everybody? But this website, The Simple Dollar, is like, just have people over. It's so easy. You just put some soup in a slow cooker and put out some sandwiches. And I was sort of like,
0: really? Where like, do that's these like, sandwiches come from? Oh, well, yeah,
1: or like order them or make them. But I'm like, that doesn't really, really, like, you, that's, I,
0: I, I, I'm, I'm not that low key about it, but maybe I could be. No, I don't think you could be, but that's fine. I'm not that low key about it either. I mean, it's also spaces and places, right? Like for our garage band Sundays, when like the kids, I mean, Saturdays, when the kids come over and play music together in our garage, it's the parents bring them and the parents stay. And like some of the dads go down and like help the kids like play garage band. And then the other parents stay upstairs. The expectation for that is like you will be stepping on Legos. There will be kids running around. There will be, like, literally whatever beers we happen to have in the fridge or whatever you bring with you. Like, it's a spaces and places. Like, don't come to garage band and expect, you know, it to be Martha Stewart. But if I invite you over to a dinner party, I'm not serving you half-eaten hummus either. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like – I think if you make every event, like, whenever anyone walks into my house, it's going to be, like, Donna Reed dancing around with, like, pine-salt-scented air. Like, no, not going to work. But – You also, I can't be like, if you come over and there's cat vomit on the floor and everything's a huge wreck, it's fine. Like, I'm never going to get to that point either. And like soup and sandwiches, no. Can I screed about something? You may. Although that's usually my job. I know. kind of on my turf right now. But go ahead.
1: I'm going to do it. I'm going to say that potlucks are often suggested as a low-key way to entertain. Like, you just have everybody bring something over. I'm going to say that potlucks being low-key is a lie. It's a Tell lie. Tell me more. I invited over a cast that I'd worked on a show with, so it was about 20 people, and everybody was going to bring something, and it was going to be totally low-key. And it was several years ago, so my kids were still pretty young. And it was a school night, as I recall, which is also like, don't do that, right? But it was I, it was when, we, when everybody could get together. I think it was like a Thursday night. And it was a potluck, so everybody was going to bring something. I have never like i needed to do the work of 8 people because somebody brought like dumplings from a chinese restaurant which had to be heated up and then people were like were fully coming to me like do you have any soy sauce and i'd have to go back to the kitchen and find the soy sauce and then find a dish to put it in like i was i would never left the kitchen the whole night i was frantically like reheating and finding plates for 20 different things and then people would actually come to me like do you have hot sauce for this like it was it was worse than being a short order cook. And I thought that this is a total lie that a potluck is like a relaxing way to entertain. I, I, I didn't even talk to anybody. I was just in the kitchen sort of rendering what everybody brought into acceptably warm and, you know, presented things. Hmm. And and so I thought this is, I'm not, I'm never going to do a potluck again. This was, I just had the exact
0: opposite experience. So I'm from a huge family, huge family. And my family all is based fairly locally. And my cousin was visiting from Florida, hadn't been in for a couple of years. And she came to visit, staying with another one of my cousins. This, I think, is the key. So literally on Facebook, someone put like, hey, Molly's in town. Let's get together at Annie's house on Friday night. And potluck. (laughs) Everyone was like, I'll bring this, I'll bring that, I'll bring this, I'll bring that. But the main dish was pizza and pasta delivered from a restaurant. Okay, So right. That I think is the key to the potluck. Like the potluck can't be like, oh, it's a little bit of everything from everywhere. Because then you're right, you got to put stuff out. And then I, I can't remember. I think it was like paper plates and stuff. So that that part, I mean, I'm sure my cousin who actually hosted it is like, it wasn't really easy. But you know what I'm saying? Like that part was taken care of. And then this like cavalcade of like yummy. Someone brought wings. You know, like they everything just there was one. There's no appetizer. Well, there was like cheese and crackers, but basically. You ate that. And then there was all these like sides that people brought dessert and stuff. And because of my family size, like 35 people showed up. It was like a Friday night and we just potlucked it on the spur of the moment. The one thing I did say to my cousin, I was like, wow, your house is really clean. And she's like, my kids are older. It's easier to keep the house clean now. Like I would have trouble having 30 people around a moment's notice just to get my house clean enough that that people could spread out that much would be hard for me. But it was so much fun. Well, okay. And so it really potluck- was, I mean, I wasn't hosting, but I'm going to say it was really easy and it was a successful potluck. But to me, the key is that main dish you get delivered. So you need the anchor of the main dish. I'm gonna yeah.
1: okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like it can work with a couple of caveats. You're right. You need the anchor of the main dish that was you know brought in from somewhere else. Maybe if people are bringing stuff, have them bring dessert or have them bring apps, things that don't have to be heated up or like they're not getting out your pots and pans once they get to your house, right? They're, and like, it is
0: completely fine to say see. like our stove is broken, so don't bring anything <laughs> that needs to be heated up. And the the other
1: sort of obvious point is you get, make sure you have somebody to help you. Like I this this was I was hosting 20 people and it was going to be a potluck. So I didn't get anybody to help me in the in the kitchen and nobody offered. And so I was doing it all myself. And it would be easy enough to host a potluck if you could hand it to somebody and say, can you heat this up and put it on a tray? right? Like, that yeah, it's all that problem. Or
0: you make it kind of a communal event. Like this is the kind of event like the family stuff is like, oh, so, so let's go find it in the kitchen. You know, like it's very it's very cash. Yeah. Or invite the kind of people who will
1: come help you, maybe.
0: Yeah. Like the family stuff is like, oh, you get that. You do this. You know, keep it easy. I'm going to put a picture up on Instagram of like, It just was so funny. Like, this is like a Friday night with two days notice and we get 30 relatives to show up. Like, that's my family. It's like there's a lot of us. Okay, I have another I have another problem, another party problem that you're going to help me
1: solve. Party problems. I I brought the problems today because you are solving them. All problems. We'll be right back.
0: people over before kids and after kids from the what fresh hell podcast before kids i got this new persian cookbook and i've been perfecting my tagine recipe this took me six hours after kids i found a place that delivers ziti it took me six seconds before kids all right so we're here for cocktails and snacks and then we'll head to dinner and then we go to the club after kids Okay, we're
1: here for exactly one episode of The Bachelor, and we should still all be able to be in bed by 10 p.m.
0: Before kids. Hi, sweetheart. Welcome to my place. Do you like it? I've made us a steak dinner to enjoy by candlelight. After kids. Hey, sweetie. You know the drill leftovers in the fridge, and I'm heading to bed. See you tomorrow. Before kids. OMG, come look at the new lamp I bought. It's from that amazing store downtown. After kids. Oh my
1: god, come look at this dresser I found by the side of the
0: road and I repainted. Almost all of the drawers open. Before kids. I'm so sorry. Please excuse the three dishes in the sink. I am like a whirling dervish these days. After kids. You know, if
1: you move that pile of laundry over like a foot, I think you can probably wedge yourself onto the
0: couch right there. This has been having people over before kids and after kids from the What Fresh Hell podcast. Amy, working out is hard. And there's not that much you could do to change that. Believe me, I've tried. You could call it like a light jog. I'm going on for an easy run. If you're okay with lying to yourself, that sometimes yeah. Works. I mean, I do it. But let me tell you one thing: you can count on to make that workout just a little bit better, Amy. It's Bombas. Mm. Whether you're very into being physically active or just toying with the idea, Bombas can help with performance socks made specifically for basketball, tennis, running, and more. Bombas socks are like
1: hugs for your feet. They've got a Y-stitched heel and I kind of think I know what that means, but the point is they don't slip around and bunch up in the middle of my spinning class. I took a spinning class without my Bombas on and I had to like stop riding to fix my socks, which was like never again, I will never again get on the bike without Bombas. I mean the
0: horror. Horror. Plus, Bomba's lightweight poly cotton blend means my feet will stay cool and dry when I work out. My feet, Amy, are not sweaty. Unlike the rest of me, which is dripping in sweat. It's a start, right? And for every pair of bombas you buy,
1: they donate a pair to someone in need. Basically, we love bombas. Go to bombas.com
0: slash laughing today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B O M B A S dot com slash laughing for 20% off. Bombas.com slash laughing. Amy, what's your problem, man? Come on. Enter your problem, genius. child.
1: This is the other problem with having people over is it's usually like the doorbell rings. Somebody's there and I've assigned my spouse to deal with the music and he is still climbing around on the couch. Like we're still looking at his backside when they walk in because he's still trying to plug in the Sonos behind the couch and reboot it because it's not working. And then you pull up a playlist and it like it kind of works for a couple of songs and then it, the, the algorithm like just drifts so far afield. All of a sudden you're listening to like John Denver or Raffi, and you're like, <laughs> anything new. And, and I feel like I have to like interrupt my conversation with somebody like I cannot let you think we listen to that. We think this is cool music. I'll be right back. And it's like just bust a move or something. And, and I find the what music to play during entertaining to be a very stressful part of entertaining. Amy, that
0: is hilarious. I've literally never had that thought in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> do you play you music during parties? Control freak. No, li- the only problem that I have sometimes is often I put a playlist on and I have, we have kids in the house and like, I just have the problem sometimes that I'm like, Oh my God, this is the explicit version of it in my feelings. <laughs> like oh, I should not be playing this around a bunch of eight year olds. But so I've had that problem and I just turn the music off. What
1: playlists and stuff do you use when you have grownups over?
0: I think I just usually put Pandora on, and then the weirdo ads that are like we right. just like are having a conversation, and then it's like, and it's funny because I used to live in LA, and my Pandora's never updated, so it's always like the uh, Costa Conta Toyota, you know, whatever. Like I'm like someplace I've never lived, but I, I don't know. That doesn't. I think I entertain so much. I think you entertain too. Rarely, so you're like, Oh my god, me like, I, I don't know. That is the last of my problems. Well, this was like, it's I was like, people listening to shouting like Contra Costa Toyota ads, right? The stakes were higher. This was a fundraiser cocktail party
1: for my kids' school, hosted at my apartment, and they were strangers. And yeah, that's yeah, different. I don't can't host do.
0: like that a lot, I almost never host like. The boss from out of town, like that, never happens. So I don't, I don't know from that. Like, if someone's butt is waving in the air and like weird things are playing for my sonos, all my friends are like, "Yeah, this seems pretty much par for the course." I should have specified this
1: was, this is not friends. This is strangers, and not that they think. You just want it to be like an elegant party, and I don't know how. I don't like. I don't know what playlist to. Like, I need magic songs to play for a party that are not explicit and that don't suck. Yeah, (laughs) they're weird. And and you can find something, but like,
0: I guess I need to hire a DJ. I need somebody to, to, um, <laughs> I think you're, yeah. Yeah. I think you're overthinking this one, Amy. I just think you're overthinking it. Like, I mean, yeah, you don't want it to be playing crazy stuff, but I think you could probably find a Spotify playlist. I mean, someone I have help tried. Amy somebody out, somebody go to out. Go to Facebook and tell Amy what Spotify playlist. play yeah. For a party. I don't think this is as complicated as you're making it. That also doesn't... just play the playlist from our live show.
1: Oh yeah, I mean you can, but then That'd then start over again after forty minutes. I'm I'm talking like I'm talking like press play, and I don't have to worry about or think about or or change it because it got all of a sudden we're listening to country music and this isn't a country music
0: party. But someone's got to be able, I don't, I don't know about this, stuff, drifting but someone's got to be able to solve this for you. Come and on, I, and give it, this, give this one. And I will pay. Cause
1: like, I was thinking when you were talking about the Pandora ads, like $3 a month does solve that problem. But like,
0: it's like a whole another topic, but like, Oversubscribing, David and I realized we had a huge problem. That, like, we're like, okay, we're paying $3 a month for Pandora, no big deal. But then it's like, we're also paying $2 for Spotify and and Sirius Radio. I don't know. We had like 9 million subscriptions. We canceled them all.
1: Let's talk about what kind of entertaining we do
0: that totally works. Let's start with what does work. My quarterly dinners are amazing and fun and so great and find some people you like and have a dinner club it is so much fun i can't recommend it highly enough i'm kind of doing
1: this i kind of have this with some couples from we've known each other since our oldest we're like a nursery school together so we're still friends we get together we do do this kind of thing and this weekend we're going to this one of the houses and it's a scottish dinner I guess because they went to Scotland last summer, and we are all tasked with looking Scottish. So it's <laughs> fun. So it's yeah. fun. So we're gonna have to figure out some kind of kilt for my husband, and like that is fun. And I think that might be a good idea. Like put the onus on the guests
0: to really bring the fun.
1: Come Scottish, yeah, exactly. That's They're right. bringing the fun, and then like I don't, even, I don't really know what will be for dinner, and, and it won't matter because the husbands will be wearing kilts fashioned
0: out of like scarves from their closets, and it'll be funny. And then find the level that works for you. Like, that's the thing. Like, I have friends who do everything beautifully. Like, this book club that I'm in, some of the people, more like me, are going to be like, ah, it's going to be pizzas. Some people go, and it's beautifully decorated, and everything's perfect and lovely, and there's a signature cocktail. That's not me, but that's someone else. That's great for you. This is my other big tip, though. Find two or three things that you can make well like my little bruschetta stuff like people eat it and they're like oh my god like this tastes like it's from a amazing restaurant and it's just pieces of toast with amazing cheese on top and a little honey and cracked pepper like you don't have to make a lot of things well but find two or three things that you really knock out of the park and make them a lot i make a buffalo chicken dip that like people love when i first moved to town people were like Oh my God, that buffalo chicken dip, give me the recipe. And I'm like, oh no, no, you have to invite me to the party to get the dip. Uh-huh. Like, my social life is not secure to start handing out this recipe. Like, <laughs> if you want the dip, you got to get bring me. Like, that's how I broke into my town. I threatened people, basically, is how I made friends. I have a
1: dessert recipe like that.
0: Yeah, I need a, I need a good dip, I guess. Find a good dip. Find a couple of like easy, yummy appetizers to make, like melt some butter with some brown sugar and throw some nuts in there and a little rosemary. You got like a delicious, like little Christmassy nut appetizer. You know, find a couple of simple things or find a place that delivers a couple of simple things. And you don't have to do that much. You got to tidy up a little bit. But have people over. I entertain constantly and I, I love it. I love having people over. I have a, a funny
1: entertaining under duress situation that I think is important for me to keep in mind when I try to set my, you know, my standards too high. So my son, he was having a sleepover and it was during a huge snowstorm in New York City. So I was sort of managing his expectations like, look, honey, nobody's gonna come. There's a snowstorm. And I kind of, you know, wrote to everybody, like, if you can't make it, it's fine. But here's the thing in New York City, you can walk. Right. Or, yeah, subways, front underground, right? And so, actually, it was so bad the subways had closed. But so I was like, nobody's coming. But everybody, everybody who had been stuck inside with their kids for 18 hours at that point, they were like, anywhere but here,
0: let's go out and go. Oh, oh,
1: no problem. Don't worry about it. We'll be walking him over. So it turns (laughs) out we will dig our way there. All our guests are coming. And so I was like, okay, I hadn't really planned for this, but whatever. Like, we'll, we'll, march over to the diner for breakfast in the morning and I'll order pizza for dinner and it'll be fine because I hadn't really prepared. Well, everybody shows up. As I'm looking down from my window and seeing the lights go out on Broadway, literally, like I see the diner's lights go out. I'm like, what? The diner never goes, never shuts down. Well, it did. So New York City has shut down and I have nine kids show up at our house for a summer party and their parents who have now just trudged, you know, a mile and a half through the snow, some of them. So I had to invite them in. Everybody takes off their boots. I had nothing and and i literally had to scrounge in my freezer just to see what i had and we put out for the kids these freezer burned chicken nuggets <laughs> we for the grown ups i'm like i got these you know like mushroom puffs at Trader Joe's at some point, let's just put them in the oven and see what happens. I didn't have a birthday cake. So we got out like all the Halloween candy. This is in January. We get I we <laughs> kids go to their rooms and get their leftover Halloween candy. And we like shaped it into like a cake, you know, a tall cake shape and saying happy birthday to him. And then eventually the parents went home once they drank all our booze and ate all our mushroom pops,
0: <laughs> our leftover mushroom pops. Yeah. And everyone had the time of their life and everybody. And that was a memorable party for sure. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I think don't get too precious with it. It's It's such a thing of our, internet age that like it seems like every party is like oh look people have hand calligraphy burlap themed placemats <laughs> who cares have a bunch of people over get some pizza it's fine it's fun i super guess super bowl's coming up super bowl's a fun day to entertain oh I, I guess so super bowl to me super bowl party is a bunch of men sitting on the
1: couch while i'm killing myself in the kitchen oh i i watch the game so <laughs> i i, I, Help
0: I guess yourself, i everybody get a get a plate of wings. I'm big on help yourself. If someone wants soy sauce, it's like, go find it. It's in the kitchen. Yeah. Me casa, your casa, but I'm not waiting on you. Yeah.
1: All right. I guess I need to, I need to let go of that a little bit too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You don't like everyone, that thing of like, oh my God, people are in my house and now it is my job to make sure everyone is happy. Like everyone's happy. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And don't it's let the perfect right. be the enemy of the good. And now that is over. the key to the entertaining. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And definitely don't let perfect be the enemy of having people over. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah. But you know, and we have a fireplace in our house in the winter time lighting that fire. You're you that's it. You're done. You got a party. It's warm and homey. Come on in. Some mold wine or something. No, there's no mold wine, Amy. <laughs> this is the thing. You've you just you've just said it. There's no mold wine. <laughs> Come on over, have a diet coke. The fire's on. You're happy. <laughs> got it. No, no mulled wine. All
3: right. All right, guys.
0: I don't think Amy has really learned the lessons. No, of this I, episode, I, I. But wanna, hopefully, some of you have. I want to hear from you
1: guys. I want to hear what Spotify playlists or Pandora channels don't get weird after 20 minutes. I want to hear what absolute fail-proof dinner party main dishes you have for me. I want appetizers to- too. Appetizers. We've got to keep
0: it simple. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Table full of apps. I'm gonna, I want to hear. Help me out. Guys, come to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast and help us out. Or on Instagram at Hellcast. Like take a picture of the beautiful buffalo
1: chicken dip, Margaret.
0: And yeah, people. and I'm going to put my picture of my small family gathering because you're going to laugh how many people are there. And you can always find us on Twitter at WFH Podcast. And of course, on our website, whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week.
3: through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.
2: Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life?